Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Popeyes, KFC, or Bojangles? And finally, Eleven Madison Park or La Bernadette? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. My name's Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Qualified Nonsense. We want to open things up by letting you get to know us a little better by sharing one or two good things we've consumed recently. Jake. What did you enjoy this past week? I enjoyed the my first experience with um, the show called what's it called? Darn it! Uh, it was the the Great British Taxi Baking Show. No, oh. I think it's the Great <laughs> British Baking Show, but Professionals, the Professionals edition, and it's a bunch of people who own their own patisserie shops doing patisserie bakes, and it's really entertaining because these stakes just seem so much higher because he's like the the things that they're making are just like next level beautiful and it's very stressful and it's exciting and i like it and it makes me want to eat all the desserts ever ever is it paul hollywood and all those old no English it's i think it's bastards. the same it's the same idea but it's a, a bunch of different people oh. like specifically patis, patisserie chefs that are the judges no one that i recognize everyone's got silly accents so the provence (laughs) nice yeah check it out it's on netflix it's fun what's it called the great british i think it's the british bake-off or great british baking show professionals it's like the professionals edition nice Hmm. yeah matthew um so i saw that this thing was going around on tiktok of uh Doritos Uh released some new flavors and one of them that I saw was a hot mustard flavored Hmm. and I was walking through the store. I was like, no way. Cool. So I just got it. I thought this would be like an exclusive hard thing to find, Uh, but they're Doritos, but they taste almost like a child, you know, the Chinese hot mustard. That's kind of like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. vinegar and Mm -hmm. like horseradish. Yeah, they're really good. Super addictive. Check them out. I found them at Fred hmm. Meyer. Are they spicy? They're they're like kind vinegary like, and spicy. Not not really. They taste like I mean they taste like Chinese hot mustard, but mm. uh, they're not as like I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, we would always go to like Wong's King or something or Double Dragon, mm-hmm. and I'd always stick my mm-hmm. finger in it. And same result and every like single time. Face off. Yeah. yeah, every single time. Mm-hmm. So you, it, like it has that taste, but it's definitely not that severe. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, uh, yeah, as a kid, I was always afraid of the hot mustard. Like it was way too spicy. And even still as an adult, like we got Chinese food not that long ago. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to like dip this. Like I would like anything else, but it's still like, like messed up my nose. (laughs) Did it really? I don't think I've cleared you out. Yeah. Like, like, no, like punched him in the face and everything. (laughs) 
Just go. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. your money. <laughs> Check them out. I, I think Dorito released a couple other flavors too, but that was the one that I saw and I walked right by it in the aisle. I was like, eh, impulse buy. Brandon, mm. what about you? This week, uh, my wife and mother-in-law and I went to a nearby park called Hendricks Park that uh, here in Eugene that we hadn't been to. And they have a um, very well-kept uh, ro- uh, rhododendron garden. And uh, all the rhododendrons were blooming. And it was very pretty and a nice walk and a nice little stroll in the park. And so, I mean, I know that's not something that everybody can do. Um, but uh, that was my my thing. Nice. Cool. It's also uh, migration right now. Spring migration for birds. So oh. yeah, I know. Oh. Matt just got real sleepy. <laughs> oh. Well, this is the we're, we're... <laughs> God damn it. Every time I bring up birds. Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> no, spring migration. No, I'm done here. Brandon, thank you. Is that because it's mating season? Yeah, it's mating season. Every yeah. well, the spring is actually really great. Nope, no, 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 I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> spring, <laughs> spring, spring is a great is time for birding because because all the birds are sprung. They're like they're like looking for honeys <laughs> and um and they've got their pretty colors in and they do all their flitting around and their and their mating stuff and it's a really fun thing to watch a bunch of birds trying to fuck. I did. No, see in act- your defense, I think that that sounds more interesting than rhododendrons and lo- looking at flowers so on a romantic walk with your wife and mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> i did see actually a video i was gonna i was gonna send to you jake and it was uh it's it's a picture of two birds and one of them was doing like a mating dance and it's like uh when my wife says she wishes i was more into foreplay and it was this bird that had its wings up and it was like <laughs> yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that i love for the listeners those... mad as like waving his hands around above his head <laughs> um the uh th- something really funny about the birds of paradise i might have already talked about this but i i think it's a really funny fascinating uh bit of information is that you see those nature channels <clears throat> or those uh you know like those planet earth uh movies about um like all these birds doing like really wild like calls and they they do so much strange like movements and they puff up their bodies in weird ways and they have really strange behaviors and and the idea is that all of these tropical birds they've never had to spend any of their evolution in surviving because food is so plentiful in these tropical regions they spend all of their time mating they spend all of their time perfecting like uh ooh, how can i get the best mate and that's why they're so elaborate and so colorful and it's taken like millions of years of them not having much to do with their time so they're just trying to get down and they still only last 30 seconds yeah not like us So let's get to some questions. Or no, let's take a break first. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we this, uh, this take a for, quick little yeah. break? This is for the birds. We'll let's be right back to watch some, some bird mating rituals. <laughs> DTF. Welcome back. If you'd like your question, comment, or Spotify rap read on the show, drop us a line <laughs> at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first question comes to us from Austin. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It comes to us from Thomas in Austin, Texas. Thomas writes, 
This may be somewhat macabre, but I recently brushed elbows with death in a car accident. Without getting into details, I found that had I been seated slightly differently, it would have been lights out for good. I now tell stories about it because I'm nervous by it, by it, and it's kind of funny since no one else was injured in the accident. Have you guys had any near-death experiences? How did they change you? Do you move through the world differently now? Mine's still recent, so I'm figuring myself out. Hope you're all well. Well, glad you're still with us there, Thomas. Yeah, that's scary. Um, I I actually have in 2008. Uh, I was in a, a, a very serious car accident with my parents. It was a head-on collision in an ice storm. And uh, I was in the back of the van. My mom was driving and my dad was a passenger who wasn't buckled. He um, He bounced off of the passenger window, hit the windshield, and landed in my mom's lap. And well, I, I, I was like, I was knocked unconscious for like just a split second and like slid the door open and kind of fell out of the van. Um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess it could have easily been a near death experiment experience, uh, but it definitely changed me in the sense that I had never been in a position to um, see your parent be in a position where they were just completely helpless, injured. Uh, you know, my dad was screaming, um, and you know, those are things that stick with you and you probably like, I hear it like in the back of my head frequently, or sometimes I still have dreams about it. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say that it made me move about the world any different. It did make me appreciate things better, such as like my relationship with them and how it could have been, you know, it could have been, you know, like you said, lights out for good with any of them at that split second. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, pretty traumatic. It was a long road of recovery, but, um, yeah, I would say don't, you know, don't be afraid of what's going to happen through it. Obviously when things like this happen, like I said, I have, I still have dreams about it. That was 2008. We're in 2023 now. Yeah. It's Um, not like you're going to forget about it and get over it like you do like a bad day, like a, like a, you know, like a bad day at work or whatever. It's a, it hits different. Yeah. And you know, like at that time, social media wasn't necessarily a huge thing. So I didn't have memories that popped up every year of it. Like let's assume that, you know, Thomas, you post like, Oh, this is the bad car accident. Thank you everybody for your prayers or whatever. Um, you know, just know that you're going to have that memory pop up every single year. If you put it on any platform, you know, they like to focus on memories. That's a good point. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have that going for me, but that is something that I, I've considered. You yeah, know, something and- you say you said, Matt, that that definitely rings true to me, and I think we can all sort of agree if we've ever experienced it. Hopefully, people don't have to as much, but having those strong figures in your life, um, whether they be parents or grandparents or you know other acquaintances, specifically like the older or adult, uh, acquaintances, um, from a young age or from even like, you know, adulthood, having those people experience something traumatic and seeing them shake or seeing them, you know, what, what, who are normally rocks like, um, waver a little bit. I, I think that's pretty jarring. So to have 
yeah, your dad having been impacted significantly by the accident or being like, you know, in, in more danger than everybody else, let's say, um, I, I, yeah, I think that's, that's really something that, that I, that rings true for me. Like when you see that, you're like, oh, life, you know, I don't know. Things are more fragile than you think. And, and everyone's subjected to the, the whims of, of life. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Oh, I don't know that I've, uh, I've had any near death experience. Well, I mean, I, I think the closest is probably, um, I don't know when this was, but, uh, I, I was helping my dad. They had a pond on their property in like a man-made pond. And I was helping them, uh, helping my dad reline it with plastic sheeting. And, uh, I remember just screwing around and, um, we had, um, there was like a sheet of plastic, like kind of like on top of the water. And then like, there was, you know, the, uh, water underneath and I thought, oh, I'll try to uh, see if I could swim underneath this piece of plastic from one oh, end of geez. the pond to the other. Oh, no. And I didn't make it. And so I stood up and then this sheet of plastic on top because of the weight of the water, like clung to me. And uh, like there's no air. And... Uh, like thinking about it, like makes me feel like super claustrophobic now. Oh, yeah. My dad I had to basically need, come and like help and like peel the plastic off of me because other otherwise I would have like suffocated and died. But, um, uh, other than that, like I, I don't know. Um, and honestly, like doing that, like didn't really. It hasn't really changed how I move through the world at all i mean i i guess i you know i I kind of live my life like you know i I, i'm not here for a long time i'm here for a good time sort of thing uh quarter mile at a time (laughs) yeah yeah i I feel like you don't uh, you don't really let things shake you that much yeah I i i i probably don't have the um level of reflection in my life that i probably should but yeah i don't um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't worry too much like yeah like what what's gonna happen is gonna happen and you know if i get killed from doing something you know like i have no control over that so you don't believe you could change your destiny (gasps) destiny do you think Um, things are preordained well I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways, so... <laughs> oh, interesting. That's right. We did a couple of episodes. We talked about an afterlife, and, and Brandon, you've changed your tune a little bit on that. Yeah, well... Not to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. That's not what we're talking about, but... but well, I believe in does, good. Do you think... Do you, do you think <laughs> I believe in good. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I will say, like, um, you know, like, I, I, I am married now, so I, I, I do have more responsibilities to a, a certain extent. So I, I'm not, um, living I thought you as, were going to say uh, that puts the fear of God in you. I'm married now. <laughs> Ooh, Christian puts the fear of God in you. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, divorce lawyers coming after me puts the fear of God in me. So I have to <laughs> yeah, my best behavior. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I do feel like, um, you know, living. I think that just happens with getting older too. Is you, you're just more cautious and maybe think things through a couple steps ahead rather than mm-hmm. just being like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." And uh, I spent my whole fucking life cautious. I'm just used to it now. It's like, hey, Matt, do you want to play this uh, full contact sport as a kid? No. Kind of looks like it hurts. I've got frail bones. (laughs) Well, Um, I was was going to mention when I was a youngster, um, my brother and I were fighting and and he threw a um, metal pole at me. Um, Kind of. It wasn't. uh, It's it makes him sound like a deviant. Like it, it was just like kids fucking around and. It, I I honestly believe he wasn't trying to hurt me, but it did carve a big U in the back of my head. And and uh, if anyone who's gotten a cut on their head knows, um, head wounds bleed uh, a lot, and they look. I mean, it, they're, they're they are scary because you do lose a lot of blood, but they also look way worse yeah, because it's like yeah. it's it, you know it's it's huge. Anyway, and I was gonna mention that because. <clears throat> that's uh, i think the only time i've seen my dad cry and uh and it was when he was like trying to stop the bleeding and he was telling me i was going to be all right but he was crying and i was like i'm not going to be all right <laughs> that's uh, this is this is game over um but but yeah i mean having those moments of like um you know uh, a strong figure in your life that that seems to be scared or like or like uh mortality is apparent then it's you know, whether my life was actually in danger or not, I don't know. Probably not since that's I just a universal, I, I think that's anything, a universal but... truth. Like if your parent cries, if you see your parent crying, then you know that everything's not okay. Right. Right. It's like, well, if you, oh, um, I, I was going to say like, uh, you know, Matt, you mentioned in your car accident, like seeing, you know, your, your dad, um, yelling and things. And then, uh, uh, Jake, you mentioned your dad crying. Like, how how do you two, as parents, um, are you like cognizant of that? Like, when like crying in front of your kids, or has that been an issue? I've made a uh, so I don't know how different it is. I mean, I've got boys. Matt's got girls. I know that shouldn't be a big difference, but I think socially, like we can't escape the, the giant gender roles that they've already assumed, whether they want to or not, or whether we want them to be exposed to it or not. So I do, I'm, I am interested in Matt's answer because I'm sure it's different. Um, we try to be super communicative about emotions and emotional outlets and making sure that they feel comfortable and, they feel affirmed when they do cry and making sure that they know that I recognize that I have my own man box that I think I've talked about before that I'm stuck in. Like, I don't, I don't cry. I don't, I don't deal with emotion. Well, I, I am like good or I'm angry. And that's, um, I think that's a, the manifestation of me being a, a like trying to be a tough guy my whole life. Um, when I'm not. And so like, I've, I've, I should probably talk to someone about it, but like, for the boys, Anna and I are, you know, we talk a lot about expressing emotion and a lot about the benefits of like getting a good cry if it's worthy, you know? What about you, Matt? Um, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, as as you guys know, growing up together, I've always, I'm not a stranger to my emotions, and I, uh, I, I tend to feel them a little bit heavier than I think most, the average person does. So I'm also not afraid to, you know, cry if it makes me sad. I'm not afraid to roll on the floor laughing if I find it funny or yell and scream if I am angry. Um, with that being said, you know, that I, that does kind of like come over into parenting sometimes of uh, having you're, you're not wrong having girls and it shouldn't be an, it shouldn't be an issue or different than having boys, but it is, um, you know, they're quite emotional and in tune with their emotions, but they're very different. Like Margot is a very sweet, kind soul and Rona's a bit of a hellion, but they still have very strong emotions that they act on. So, um, it, yeah, it's probably different for having boys, but I'm kind of glad I have girls because as somebody like, again, that's in touch with their emotions and has no problem expressing them, it's probably for the best. Nice. Yeah. I just, yeah, I remember like being a kid and seeing, you know, one of my parents crying or, you know, expressing some sort of like extreme emotion and being like, oh no, like, is everything going to be okay? Like, it's kind of a yeah stressful thing as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's so funny because best practices I'm, I, for the listeners, I'm throwing big air quotes with my fingers is, um, they're always changing. Right. And like our parents were told to do very different things than well, not maybe not very different things, but like the sort of standard uh, advice that was given for raising kids is different now than it was then. And so um, I think, you know, in the past probably 20 years, 30 years, the um, discussion about emotions and um, like the appropriate expression of emotions is, has changed a lot. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully it's for the, <clears throat> hopefully it's for the better, but I, I am, I imagine it's more like a pendulum where it like goes one way too far and then, you know, it's overcorrected. Um, and it'll probably always be like that, but, uh, trying to keep up with recommendations, like, you know, we can't do it as parents. We can't, we can't follow every recommendation. There aren't enough hours in the day or enough brain cells in the brain. And, uh, and the same with like our parents, like they were probably following people that they trusted and there was plenty of good, uh, feedback and, and shitty feedback that they got. So I do think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting. I I agree, Brandon. I, you know, when you see your parents, meltdown or or grandparents or some figure in your life that you respect and hold to high esteem you know they look like they waver and and then it like question you makes you question everything and i guess that's a part of growing growing up and yeah i suppose you probably shouldn't shield your children from your range of emotions unless it's like rage all the time or something but yeah rage <laughs> rage you have to tamp down with uh coffee and cigarettes <laughs> So, uh, Thomas, I almost said Austin again. Um, Austin from Thomas, Texas. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, that gives you some insight into 
our lives. But uh, yeah, good luck out there and stay safe driving. But also, yeah, I mean, like what Matt said, that's going to probably revisit you a handful of times in your life. And and that's OK. That's a part of. That's part of being human. Death stalks yeah. you at every turn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, our next question uh, comes to us from Sarah in New York City. Uh, Sarah writes, Hello, I work in a customer service related field and I adore my coworkers. They really help me get through the day. However, when we talk, they repeat themselves all the time. They air the same grievances about our workplace and our bosses. And when we hang out outside of work, all they want to do is go to bars and get wasted. Don't get me wrong, there's definitely a time and a place, especially after a hard day, but it's literally all they want to do. I've suggested other topics of conversation, but it gets steered towards conversations we've had a million times, and I've suggested other outings for us, but I always get outvoted in favor of bars. They are great people, but I think I'm getting tired of them. What is the best way to approach getting them out of this rut? Thank you. Uh, Sarah, that's tough. I, I remember working in New York city and that was the pastime. A lot of people, you know, there's not a lot to do. No, I'm sorry. There's a ton to do, but it's very easy to leave work and go to a bar. Excuse me. And, um, and you know, the fact that you share the environment of work with these people, that's going to be the predominant conversation topic. So that's tough. I, I feel that. I've been there. Um, what I would recommend to you is uh, forcing yourself not to go out with them uh, when you don't want to and make it, if you really want them to come with you, just grab one of them. Don't try to grab the entire crew, grab one of them and then make it seem like you had a really good time or, or like actually have a good time. Like go to the, the high line and walk the high line or, um, you know, one of the parks, one of the, the big parks, or like take a trip to Coney Island or something, um, even though it's like less convenient. I mean, it's it's so easy to get wrapped up in your commute in New York City to just go from work to home and only the places in between. And there's museums in New York. Brandon and I went to the um, the Museum of Natural History in up on like 70 60 69th or something and uh Thanks. you know there's there's like heaps of stuff to do old there's like specialty bars like if you go if you just go off the beaten path that can also help shape the conversation topics if you just go to the regular watering hole that's where like like habits kick in but like brandon found like one of the oldest bars in new york or like in the country what was that bar I don't remember what the bar was, but Francis but, Tavern. Yeah, we went there, and that it, was fun. Uh, and it used then, to be they, where the um, George Washington had his War Department. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Well, right. And so, and so, it's shit like that that starts different conversations. And sometimes those conversations can stick, and then you can find new things about the people that you're hanging out with. And conversation topics change. You could also like deceive them into team building exercises and be like, Ooh. hey, let's go to this bar that I found. And then you show up and turns out it's just an escape room. You're like, oh, shit, I guess we all have to like hang out in this room that's together. A, that's a really good idea, Matt. I like I, that a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> or anyway, that's my uh, recommendation. Mean, good luck. Yeah, you, you could always suggest other sorts of activities where, I mean, if there were the people who did want to 
get blackout drunk or whatever they could like you you could do bowling or um i don't know blackout bowling, drunk bowling. always or, ends no. well <laughs> bowling and even bowling <laughs> laser tag no but i mean some sort drunk of like laser tag kind of <laughs> um but it, it like is as far as the conversations go you know it says you do have trouble take them take them and... to a, one of the rage rooms and just talk shit about your bosses and <laughs> as you as you destroy stuff Ooh, k-town's got great karaoke you can sing about stuff that way you mm-hmm. no one's talking you can just sing your favorite songs that also karaoke is a tough one because it also sets yeah. you up to be made fun of relentlessly for a very long time of like hey remember when jake tried to sing uh simple kind of man yeah that was that was interesting <laughs> Yeah. I do I, I do like Jake's uh suggestion about you know maybe one or two of your coworkers you know doing something separate with them because then maybe that will encourage the group if you say oh hey uh Sheila and I are going to go uh go for a walk through the park anybody want to join us like maybe you know yeah plant a seed of jealousy or, nice or we're going to go have a a picnic you know we're going to have dinner in the park or whatever, you know, something like We're that. We're going to go have and, a best friend's lunch. And Does you're anyone want to come invited. to the best friend's lunch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I but mean, it's, imp- it's do- important to like, because it's, yeah, the, with the group is always fun, but it's also, you know, you generally talk about more specific things with smaller groups anyway. So it's easy to talk to a big group because everyone has the common denominator of work. And if you with a smaller group, you can you can breach other conversation topics more easily. You could also just say like, "Hey, uh, I I'm strapped for cash this month. I can't afford to go out, you know, drinking every night or whatever." Um, use that excuse, and, say and then you, you can find out money. what everyone else makes, which takes <laughs> us to another uh, podcast conversation topic that we had. Yeah, always talk about money. <laughs> money, money, money. Matt, what do you think? Um yeah, no, I like I I honestly uh <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem being like, "Hey guys, let's go to this spot" and not tell them what it is. Like the escape room thing and just yeah. say, "Hey, we're going to go to this uh, you know, extreme experience or whatever." And like, "Oh, cool, awesome." Um and have them show up. Like that make them do their due diligence. Like, Did no, you guys ever see Hostel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was that was terrible. That's what that, that reminded me of. Be like, oh yeah, come do this cool thing. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Top Golf or, you know, something Ooh, along yeah. those lines. Um, you know, you can still get drinks if you wanted to. Uh, it's pretty low key environment. And they're like, I think they're limited to like 10 people. Or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, um, we, yeah. I, we had we had talked about that as like a dating thing, like like going on a date, doing something more active is just sort of generally more like engaging, I guess. Yeah, I will say you know like like talking about your workplace and like gossiping or uh, talking shit about where you work, you know, like it is very cathartic for a lot of people. So. I wouldn't be too hard on your coworkers who probably do, you know, circle back to the same topics all the time because it is 
sort of a form of therapy <laughs> in a way, especially yeah, if you're feeling informal a lot of... group therapy over drinks. Yeah, but I, I can see yeah getting getting old pretty quickly if if it's just always like oh man susan's such a bitch isn't she you know like if it's <laughs> susan yeah um i don't know i, I would i would also just say don't force the issue too much yeah. like yeah you spend an eighth of your life there if not more so you should probably enjoy the people you work with but if they i mean if they're if you're they're not aligned with them you don't have to do things with them yeah, loneliness loneliness is a tough one, but you should get you should become comfortable being alone and like not with your phone out and with your thoughts cuz that can do some or good things too. Initially it's really find, bad, but but then they, they find friends it. outside of work and you then if your coworkers like, "Oh, are you going to O'Sullivan's or whatever wherever the hell?" Uh tonight you can always <laughs> say, "Oh no, uh I'm meeting my friend and uh, we're going to a movie or you know whatever." So who the fuck are they? Yeah, Give me your name. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Good luck with that. Go make friends. Or confront them about their alcoholism to their face. Anyway, best of luck, Sarah. Why don't we take a short little break and we'll be right back with the lightning round. And we're back with the lightning round. Ooh, on to this week. Uh, this is the part of the episode where we ask each other three questions, spending one to two minutes on it, oftentimes more. This, I feel like, is a... Uh, people have strong feelings on this question, but I think it's mostly oh. between men or women, I think. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Brandon, shower in the morning or shower at night? Shower in the morning. Solid. Is It just makes you nice and fresh after a hot, sweaty night in the sack. <laughs> pretty much yep good that's what i thought <laughs> you painted a beautiful beautiful picture with that hot um, sweaty night with of a, of a sack and a sack all right <laughs> jake yeah oh sorry uh jake's uh identifier down here is ben dover uh mr ben <laughs> mr dover uh, shower in the morning or shower at night I used to be a shower in the morning. Well, no, I generally it's shower in the morning, but I, I did. It's really nice to shower at night and then be clean getting into bed. That's just a nice feeling. So if I had my druthers showering at night, because then when you wake up, it's, you know, assuming that you're not a, a sack in a sack, sweating your teeth out, uh, it's not it's not so bad but it's is, it's hard not to sweat at night what is it if i had my druthers mean oh i don't know if you had oh. your choice of well i okay. mean yeah that's what that's what i'm intending to use it by but i don't know what druthers actually means i'm looking it up if you had your worthers a um, person's preference in a matter i'll 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 do i'll i'll add one on to that jake that hmm. nothing beats uh a good scrub, scrub in the shower hopping into a bed that is freshly clean sheets. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah, God damn. That's nice. But I'll still go a shower in the morning. Okay. I feel, <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, if you go to like, like, let's say, oh, you're, you know, you're, you take a run in the evening or something and 
you're winding down your night and you take a shower and then you get into bed. I, yeah, I'll give that. That's, that's a pretty nice feeling. Nice and clean, whatever. Yeah. If I've earned a shower at night, uh, it's, it's nice. Like earned being puked like on? Going, well, yeah, there's that. Um, to catch the listeners up, my youngest is sick and I got, I got, throwed up on uh this evening so i took a night shower (laughs) but um yeah i mean yeah if i've earned it by going on a run or working out or something like that or you know played a like a soccer game or something like that i i nobody don't pass me i'm just so fresh and clean clean. (laughs) i do uh i i did ask uh some some women this and they did say uh night it was kind of unanimous so dirty bitch (laughs) (laughs) well now so this is interesting because anna she's got curly hair and she when she washes it it's like a whole thing that takes a long time because she she could dry it right out of the shower with like a hairdryer and stuff but then then it takes a long time of doing that so what she does is she takes a shower washes her hair Anna. if you're listening i'm sorry i'm i'm describing your routine but your hygiene but because it's so because it's it's so okay (laughs) jesus christ brandon um go on uh, oh no she listens to this and I'm, I'll I'm cut sorry. that out. You no, open, no, you open the door. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, uh, but anyway, she, she, so she like then lets it be wet and <laughs> and it dries it air, <laughs> and it air dries for a while and then she blow dries it. I'm done. Fucking, I thought we were just. To, uh, what's the next fucking lightning round question? Next question. <laughs> All right. You have to choose one condiment to exclusively use for an entire year. What is it? Mustard. Brandon. Oh, Brandon's turn. Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Sriracha. Oh, shit. Mm. I even have a Maybe pyramid it- graph about how well Sriracha goes on everything. Maybe hot sauce. Maybe not sriracha, but hot sauce. You know what? Well, I'm thinking of like a condiment. Thing? Like, oh, what is this? Yeah, another thing we have to do. What? May, what is a condiment? <laughs> Are we talking like oh, no. more on the vinegar side, or the, like the, could it be hot sauce? What's the pH well, I, I, I of this of condiment? Like, like on a on a sandwich or a burger or something. And you put hot sauce I, on a sandwich or burger. Uh, yeah, but it's I, not I a common one. It's not like too. it's not like ketchup mustard relish what are the other condiments mayonnaise listeners write in your coffee your condiments see that's the pyramid the food pyramid and sriracha just has a line across kind of like everything (laughs) here's the thing i really like sriracha but it's not vinegary enough for me like like frank's hot sauce satisfies more food items Mm. for me or like tabasco or like something similar Okay, so I'm looking at this list of condiments. Uh, marinara, salsa. <gasps> oh, salsa. Ugh, salsa. I mean, ranch. Soy sauce. Oh, ranch, soy sauce. Oh, my gosh. gosh yeah, this ranch. Is, this got more difficult than I thought. Tartar sauce. 
Yeah. Brandon, I don't know why. I don't know why you have to barbecue sauce? complicate things like this. Like we were ha- like this was going to be straightforward, and now I'm now I'm rethinking my life. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, uh, Jake. Since you and I chose mustard, what kind of mustard? I, like, I don't know. I can't say that. Uh, CD mustard. <laughs> <laughs> you are like a like a like a mustard. Uh, i hate that um no like a like a stone ground uh, like cds mustards cds cds (laughs) mustards no what is like this like a cd like a like a like a stone ground right stone ground yeah yeah what about you i think i would pick like a spicy brown Speaking of, we got to wrap this episode up so we can go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Is... All right. Is... Um, typically we end these on a real like dreary note, so I picked something that would uh, not be that. Brandon, what's one thing your father and mother taught you that changed your life, or you held on to for life? This is one that. Uh probably requires more thought than just being put on the spot um they listen too so don't fuck this up <laughs> Ooh, no, pretty sure. uh, both ways before <laughs> i cross the street <laughs> um well i don't know if they taught me this but i i will say that uh i have realized as i've gotten older that any advice or anything they've told me has always been right and that even even if i didn't want to listen to things that they had to say or um things that they told me to do like whatever they told me was right and i i I think that that is um you know your parents are older and wiser than you and uh do know better so young people if uh just keep that in mind so i would uh, yeah i would echo that i I, i'm trying to think of like pinning down a specific item that they that they taught me um and i can't right now i think i i think generally like i got the the be kind and be generous with um like be generous with um your your thoughts i no, that's not right it's like being being generous to people um f- for them like to be to be i guess to be kind which is kind of a cop-out but but also i would echo what brandon said which is like i do feel like they've been right like every time um and so for my scenario like there's been a lot of a lot of things that i've done in my life that i both uh admire and regret and most of those things i ran by them to some degree and they accurately um, helped me through it or described how it was going to go more or less to the t (laughs) and you know that's that's something to be admired and respected and and giving them the the credit where the credit is due and they're they are smart individuals and i appreciate the hell out of them matt yeah i mean i i think i would i would say you know obviously what what you guys just put out there 
Um, but one thing that, and I've, we've talked about this a couple different times, but, um, my dad's always just been a very inquisitive soul. Uh, and he taught me Mm -hmm. how to just be genuinely interested in, in people and their stories and what they like, what they have to offer your life, even if it's just a five minute conversation. So, um, yeah, being inquisitive. Nice. I like that one. I, I, Matt, you've talked about that a few times and I envy that element of you being able to sort of strike up conversations with, with people. And I think that that's a, you know, the, the, the coming from coming at it from a standpoint of, you know, I'm, I'm interested, I'm genuinely interested in what someone has to say. I, I admire that. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that does it for the lightning round. All right. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to Thomas and Sarah for this week's questions. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials found in the episode description. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. Goodbye. Good boy.